Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime B&B, and with me is my co-host, Drackle, of the cleverly titled Drackle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss Trapped in a Dating Sim, the world of Otome games as tough for mobs, as well as the executioner and her way of life. Should we start with Trapped in a Dating Sim? Sure, I love this show. I love this show too. I actually have read the manga for like a, a while before it aired. So uh, I was quite excited when I, I heard this was getting adapted. I am not surprised in the least that you've read the manga. Uh, are you happy with this adaptation? Yeah, it's great. It, it, it's like very solid. It, it's pretty much just like the manga. Some anime adaptations, like they can go beyond the manga and go better. And this one doesn't really do that, but it, it's good. It's true to its source material. It's what you expected and you are not disappointed. Exactly. Yes. And given some of the adaptations we've seen, that's the best we could ask for, right? Just to not be disappointed. Exactly, yeah. Not not every every uh, manga can get the Kaguya-sama treatment. So this is another isekai anime fantasy comedy. Did you want to sort of give a brief description about what this is? Sure. Um, it's this, the main character is a boy who gets reincarnated into an Otome game. Specifically, a Tomoe game that his sister forced him to play because he wanted, she wanted to see the ending scene, but she didn't actually want to play the game because it sucked. And he hated the game too. It's like very unbalanced. But now that he's in the world of the, oh, and in this world, like men are treated like trash, basically. They mm-hmm. have to suck it up to host tea parties to women who will like throw their tea on the floor and, and shit. But anyway, he uh, uses his knowledge from the game to basically cheat and like get the super powerful robot to be on his team. And then he beats up the main characters of the game. Yeah, that uh, about sums it up pretty well, I think. Yeah. Uh, something you didn't clearly state, I think, is the fact that he's not in this game as a main character, like as an intentional main character, you know, like the hero or the heroine or whatever. Right. He's basically himself. He's just like this, as the title says, a mob character. But he he uh, he stole the main character from the pretty boys. No, no, no. Did he steal her? Like, not on purpose. But yeah. his his sister stole the, the pretty boys. Wait, from... are you spoiling me? Because that's a hint right now, okay? It hasn't been explicitly stated that this other girl is his sister. Oh. Uh, no, I oh. I wasn't oh. spoiling you at all. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. You need to stick to the anime material, sir. I didn't realize it hadn't even, hadn't said that actually. No, it just, it keeps hinting. Like, obviously we know. Okay. So rewind a girl who has taken the role of the intended main girl, the one that is now his friend that you said he stole. And this other girl named Marie, she's kind of nefarious. And they started hinting at the fact that obviously she is also an isekai character like Leon and she's manipulated everything so that she is the heroine of this show and 
I haven't seen anything that explicitly states that it's his sister. Like, I think he says that she's familiar and that she's annoying, reminds him of his sister, but he hasn't, like, actually discovered or spoken with her directly about her identity. Oh, okay. Well, by that definition, I didn't spoil it. Since in the manga, he also hasn't realized it's his sister. Realized, as in you're saying that it is his sister with your knowledge of what's been shown in the manga. Uh, uh, I actually don't know. Maybe I was just reading the hints. Yeah. Who the hell is she? She's like, his I sister. I think the big hint is that it's his sister. But she didn't play the game. Yeah, I know. That's why she's she's doing such a bad job, I thought. Well, she seems to have some kind of knowledge about what happens, because the same events that were supposed to happen for the original heroine, Olivia, are happening now to Marie. And is that because no matter what she does, like if she inserts herself into those roles, that they're going to say the same stuff to her? Or is it because she knows the game well enough that she is able to get those responses? I think like, the idea is that she read the spark notes of the game. So she knows like spark the major notes. plot points and stuff. But she didn't actually do the combat and the gameplay. Okay, that makes sense. At least that, that's what I took from it. Watch it be a twist and be like a totally different character, not his sister. <laughs> <laughs> It would be funny, but she's a gay character because you, you love to hate her. Okay, so you, you do hate her and you love that you hate her. Yeah, exactly. I feel that okay. way about a lot of characters in this show, like the pretty boys as well. Yeah, they're kind of dumb, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they're really dumb. Dumb and annoyed. Yeah. Uh, I love how, like, everything was on the line for them, and they risked it all in the name of love for this imposter girl. <laughs> and they're just totally ignoring the original heroine, who is actually sweet, Olivia, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also really love this whole idea that Olivia is now close friends with the girl who was supposed to be her enemy, right, Angelica? Right, right. They're very cute together. They are. It reminds me of um, that anime that was uh, aired not that long ago about being a villainess, right? And how mm -hmm. she ends up being like the main character as the villainess and how everyone now loves her. And that's kind of what Angelica reminds me of because you see like this nicer side of her. Exactly. Yeah. I really like this one, how it, it, it subverts your expectations and doesn't make the characters be the way you, you think they are. And that, that'll yeah. keep happening with, with some more characters as well which I won't spoil for you. Subverting your expectations, because like like we yeah. talked about, this is supposed to be an ultimate game, right? The main character is supposed to be a girl, and she's supposed to have like a bevy of hot guys. Great. But you don't really expect that this world's going to be one where everything is run by powerful women, and many of them, most of them that we get to see, aren't even nice women, or, or like <laughs> wise, kind, like benevolent leaders. They're terrible most of them are horrible including land's mother right yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm just kind of curious is just is this supposed to be like from the mangaka like does he hate women or is this making fun of the typical setup where it's like all a bunch of powerful guys and haha -ha, reversal of roles yeah i don't really think the author hates women or anything I mean, there, there's yeah. lots of women that are portrayed very well. Yeah, I don't get that malevolent feeling, you know, of yeah. portraying women badly. Because you have girls like Olivia and Angelica and the Queen Mother, right? They're nice. Right. I think it's more a, a let's make fun of Otome games type thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I just wanted to, like, note that, right? And right. see what we thought about that. I also like the, the robot. They have some fun uh, conversations. How do you say his name? Lucian? Oh, I don't even know what his name is. 
Luxion. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty great character. Just that whole discovery of that area, right? And then obtaining this AI. And basically, it's his best friend there, even though it's not really your friend, right? <laughs> and they, they, they treat each other like shit, too. It's, it's a very realistic uh, description of friendship, I feel. I think so. That's why like, I, I keep mistaking it sort of as your friend, even though it's an AI. Yeah, I really love how the, the, there's none of that, uh, I don't know, a lot of anime, you, you get like the takes on friendship, which seems so fake. They they all talk about like, oh, I love you so much. You're my best friend, that kind of thing. Here it's like, I hate you, you're a piece of shit, as they hug each other, that kind of thing. Yeah, and they're actually like there for each other and backing each other up, right? Exactly. I really liked uh, the main character is Guy Friends, the one who he like, Oh, yeah. tries to get the ugly girls to like them to go to their tea yeah. parties with how uh, they they like uh what was it he was doing that tournament thing they kind of abandoned him don't they well it seemed like it abandoned he abandoned them. right and then the girl was like oh your friends abandoned you and he's like no look their tickets are betting on me <laughs> <laughs> they're just you know on the surface abandoning him but really they're there in heart exactly but, you know, there still is sort of that display of that really shallow friendship and love with the other side, right? With Marie and the five guys. Exactly. they don't know what they like about her. She's just playing out the roles that she saw in the game, right? Like buying the guy his favorite food. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's enough for him to fall in love with her. <laughs> and they, like, they give up everything for her, but they... She doesn't even want them to do that. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, she was just like, wait, what? Yeah, it's a very, uh, you know, re- refreshingly realistic, I guess. Do you have any expectations for where the show's going to end? Because this is supposed to be 12 episodes. I'm assuming they're going to end it somewhere with a good ending. Yeah, it'll have to end in the middle of it. There's the new arc is starting where they'll go on the, the school trip, I think. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that was in the last episode. So I'm guessing it'll, it'll end after that arc. Well, that would be, what are we at, like seven episodes or so? Yeah. So we still have like five or so episodes. Yeah. Do you think like uh, Ark will take the rest of that? Yeah, I think so. From what I recall, it was a a pretty long one. Okay. I was kind of curious, you know, you see them training after those boys lose their inheritances, right? They they lose their wealth. They start training as adventurers. (laughs) And so they are getting stronger. And I think he notes that, Lan notes that when he played the game, that they do get stronger at the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious if they're going to fight again and if he'll actually struggle and possibly lose to them. Uh, maybe. I won't spoil it for you. Unless okay, you so you know. It. Yeah, I know what'll happen. No! <laughs> I really want it to end well for him just because this, this world is just set against him. Oh, the main character. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry. It's it's not a tragic show. You know, it's funny that you say it's not a tragic show and that I want things to end well for him. Because like you've mentioned before, he is kind of a jerk, isn't he? Oh, he's totally an asshole. Yeah, that's what everyone loves about him. Well, that, that's why all the cars hate him, but his friends. Yeah, I was going to be like, his class <laughs> hates him. And like even his friends, the girls, right? They're just kind of like, uh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, he's Olivia's always like, uh oh. That was a terrible thing, but I know you did it for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah, but that's what makes him entertaining and so much fun to watch, right? Exactly, yes. It's very enter- very entertaining show. People say all the isekai are the same, but 
then you got a show like this. Exactly, because I, I really didn't expect to like the show as much as I did. Yeah, based on the description, it looks like it should be awful. But <laughs> yeah, here we are. Well, shall we move on to our next show? Yeah. The Executioner and Her Way of Life is the one that we're talking about. Yes. Now, are you familiar with this source material? No, I, I know nothing about this source material. It looks like it was a light novel and a manga. I don't know which one came first. I'm actually kind of surprised you're not familiar with it, because I feel like you read everything. I, I don't read the Yuri as much. Oh, okay. I was going to be like, because this is also an isekai. It's also subverting your expectations. Like, this seems like up your alley. Yeah. Also, if it's mainly a light novel, I can't do light novels. They're so awful. Oh, you can't? I thought you would love them after Sword Art Online. I've tried to read a light novel so many times, but I read like three pages and then I just get disgusted. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of see light novels on par with, say, like in the US, the um, young adult category, if that makes sense, where it's kind of like an attempt at literature targeted at a younger audience, but it just feels still juvenile if that makes sense yeah that's a bad thing like uh, english young adult things like sometimes i read them it doesn't make me feel revulsion yeah but late novels like i'm sure that you can find someone that's decent but the thing i like about manga is that it it's much faster to read right and it's less Mm -hmm, effort mm -hmm. late novel you feel like i'm putting all this effort to read it the book is really long, and there's like 12 volumes. It's going to take forever, and it's not very good. <laughs> there's the crux, right? It's not yeah. very good. The, the trashy manga I read, like, it's not very good either, but I can read it really fast, and it's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the anime here. Do you like The Executioner and Her Way of Life? Yeah, I think I, I like it so far. Would you like it enough to read a light novel or a manga no, of it? absolutely not. What about you? <laughs> I don't really read manga, as you know, and I don't really read light novels, as you know. I feel like the closest one I've ever read was something like The Twelve Kingdoms, and I thought that was a good story, so... Okay. That's an exception. Great, But great. no, this wouldn't compel me to. I'm satisfied with this anime, and... I have been pleasantly surprised by what we've gotten. Yeah, I really liked the twist in the first episode. It seems like a, a standard isekai where a, a boy enters a new world and he's going to go on an adventure um, and he meets a cute priestess who's taking him on the adventure. Then she brutally murders him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really shocking, right? Because I was totally like, okay, Mitsuki is this main character now, even though the title says The Executioner. Yeah, I sh- we should have known from the title. But then you're, we like, you're watching known. it and you forget. Because it feels so normal to us, right? Because we're so familiar with Isekai and we spend time with him through his eyes and we just expect him to continue on. Yeah, exactly. I am a bit disappointed that they've kind of moved away from the Executioner part of things. Like, Have they? We haven't seen her execute another person. We've seen her try multiple times. I feel like she hasn't tried since the second episode, right? Oh, are you fully caught up on the episodes right now? I thought I was. Did I forget? Well, there's that point where they get to the port town. Have you already gotten to the port town? I got to the port town. I know she said like, oh, I'm going to go on a journey with her so that I can murder her. Well, at the port town, she tries to, well, she does push her into the fog. Oh, I had missed that. Uh Uh-oh. Spoiler, spoiler. 
I think I watched it, but I was like folding my laundry or something. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, granted, that wasn't her original plan when she came here. And that's something that is brought up by Momo, right? Menno's kind of a kind of girlfriend, kind of creepy stalker girl. She's the one who is like, why did you come here? You're going to put her through the fog, right? The fog that like no one can escape. And there's lots, supposedly lots of monsters over there. Right. And Menno's kind of like, oh. Yeah, why didn't I think about that? <laughs> and she actually does push Akari through the fog. It seems reluctantly. Like, she seems to regret it, but she does do it. Hmm. So that's pretty much attempted murder, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I, I hadn't been paying attention. Yeah, but now it feels like when she says, I'm going to murder you, like, she, what she means is, I'm going to make sweet love to you. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of, um, did you ever watch or read The Princess Bride? Of course. You know the Dread Pirate Roberts? You know how he, like, becomes, he, like, works on that ship, and every day the Dread Pirate Roberts is like, oh, you did a good job today. Maybe I'll murder you tomorrow. (laughs) It's kind of reminding me of that, where it's like, she keeps saying she's going to do it, but then they spend time together, they have, like, these heartwarming moments together, and they seem to like one another, and she's always like, oh, you know, I'll I'll go on this journey and we'll figure out a way to kill her, eventually. Yeah, yeah. The, The opening is so horny. The opening... You know, I'm really bad. I typically only watch openings once, and then I start skipping them until the final episode. I I usually do that too, yeah. But I I, I think I happen to watch this one. Can you remind me? The the one thing I remember is like, uh, what's the executioner's name? Menno or Flairette. Yeah, she she like becomes a corpse, and then she, you know, I can't remember. She like becomes a corpse, <laughs> but then she comes back to life, and it it just seemed very gay, but. I have to watch it again to remind myself. I was going to be like, your description there of dying and coming to life doesn't really inherently seem that horny. Yeah, it was very horny there. there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I will have to go back and rewatch the opening credits. But yeah, this this entire show, it's like everyone has this unrequired love for one another, right? Really? Oh, I guess that's true. Well, Momo, right? Momo's like obsessed with Menno. And then the princess is obsessed with Momo. Exactly. It's kind of like Momo's like, I don't know why she's following me. And I'm like, you know, you're the one who's also, why are you following Menno so much? <laughs> yeah. This is exactly what you do. Well, I think the main two are mutual. That one is mutual, but it's definitely clear that one of them has more knowledge than the other. And surprisingly, it's Akari, the, uh, the Isekai girl who can manipulate time. I'm not sure if she does it because it, it seems like when she manipulates time, she remembers, but then she, she like forgets or goes to sleep or something. Yeah, I mean, we see that at the church, right? Where she like turns back time, but then she makes sure to keep a hold of her own mem, like her own passion, caring right. for Menno. And it's weird. In the moment of doing that, she remembers. And then after that, it's like a total blank slate again, except for the fact that she's affectionate towards Menno. Right. So I don't really get how that works. Is it only when she's actively using her power that she suddenly gets all her memories back? Maybe. Or like right after she returns from the future. Yeah, maybe. Like that episode that you don't really remember because you're doing laundry. (laughs) When she's like in the fog, she wakes up in the fog and she seems very aware of what's going on. And when she turns back time again... Some of the comments that she makes really makes it seem like she's done this multiple times, like many, many times before. Right. Which is kind of concerning because isn't that like Menno's thing about why they're so dangerous? These people who come over to their world that the more they use their power, the more powerful and unpredictable they become. 
Yeah, she's she's clearly become pretty powerful. But then I wonder, she seems to have really good control of it. So, like, is that true that they lose control? Or is that just a factor of their personalities or something? It probably like, depends on what their power is, too. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, it seems pretty powerful that she can turn back time on multiple levels, like not just the, the time of, you know, events, but she can like turn back the time of like her memory, right? Oh, interesting. I hadn't I don't thought know. of it like that. But maybe that's what she does. That's true. Yeah, this role is really interesting to me, especially like now we have a new villainess, I think. Oh my God. Right? It wasn't I wanted the first to one. <laughs> the first one was like the, uh, what was she, an archbishop or something? The, the evil old lady? The evil pope. The pope. <laughs> It was so funny how the Pope was just, like, the mid-boss halfway through. Not even halfway through. Usually the Pope is the final boss. You would think so, because the events that she did really shaped Menno's future, right? Like, if she's the reason why Menno lost her memories in the first place, like you would have thought she would be, like, the final boss. Oh, the Pope is why she lost her memory? Yeah, she talks about how she was manipulating the, um... What do they call the isekai people? I keep coming up blank on how to refer to them. But I don't know. when she talked about that, she she mentioned that there was someone who had the power of that like weird white gunk that erases your memory. And how when she was experimenting with it, that's when like an accident occurred uh, that wiped out Menno's village. Okay, yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah, so that's why Menno lost her memories is because of that accident. Right. And she said, this is why Flair was suspicious of me at that time. Right. Okay. Yeah, it seems like it should be a final boss. But she's not. Like you said, she was a mid-boss. No. It, it also amuses me how, like, Menno murdered the Pope, and the, the church doesn't care. They just keep going. Oh, they're like, money. oh, she was corrupt anyway. She was pure and just and kind at the start, right? Yeah. She said that that's why she got bored. Exactly. Being pure and kind and just is pretty boring. <laughs> but I guess it involves murder, so maybe it's not as boring as I think. This new villain, though, what the fuck? <laughs> Manon or something? I thought she seemed like a nice person when she was in the meeting, and all those guys were like, oh, we should kill Venno. She's like, oh, let's just not bother. But it, it turned out it was because she was too busy uh, murdering people. Yeah, her character is interesting because she's supposed to be the daughter of, like, the count that rules this place, right? Right. It seems like and she seems powerless. Dead. Oh, I don't know. I thought maybe... Because I thought... Didn't Flair... Flair killed the count before, right? Was my understanding. Right, that, that was Manon's father. But then she tells those guys at the meeting, like, oh, I'll ask my dad. Yeah, I wonder what happened to him. I had wondered if she... Maybe she, like, has some, some necromancy or something. I don't know. Maybe. Well, because, like like I said, she, she does have a deceptively harmless look to her, right? Yeah. Like, I think when we first see her, because of how she looks, she seems like she'd be, like, a sweet character. Right. And then, like, the way she talked to the men there, they were sort of all, like, stepping on her words and, like, overriding her. And then when she's, like, not in the room talking about how useless she is. Right. But she's like, has this, like, sinister look when they decide to eat her food. So I was wondering, is she, like, poisoning them or what? Or she was just thinking of the murdering she would do later. Yeah, I really wasn't sure what to make (laughs) of that creepy smile that she made. And then, like you pointed out, maybe her father is, like, raised from the dead or something if Flair supposedly killed him? Yeah, I don't know. The the creepiest thing, though, was when she murdered that, that brainwashed kid. And then she, like, she just doesn't even really seem to care. 
she just walks away like it was no big deal. She smiles, too. Yeah. I mean, she seems to enjoy it. But she also, like, doesn't really pay much attention to it. Uh, it just seems so nonchalant, and not it? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, go into my Iron Maiden. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me shut the door on you. Yeah, it was weird. It's a really weird shock ending in the most recent episode. So I really am curious, like, what kind of role she's going to have moving forward, you know? Because she seemed to have a hands-off approach to Menno, didn't she? Like, her idea was to just, like, let them do their thing. Right. But who who knows, like, how truthful she's being with those guys? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, is she actually feeling that way, or does she have, like, her own devices in mind? Yeah, maybe she wants to torture Manon. I mean, with a name like she has, like, Manon, Kyla makes me think of Mammon, if you recognize that name. Yeah, she sounds very evil. The son of Satan, <laughs> except the son of the Count, the daughter of the Count. Yes. So, yeah, I- I'm curious if she's the final villain, or if she's just, like, another stepping stone to another villain for the final arc. Because, again, we're we're almost done here with 12 episodes. Yeah, but probably this will kind of end in the middle, too, since it's a light novel and they never end. I mean, I I fully expect something of this show. I think it's popular. I don't know what you've seen people saying about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if this got a sequel. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the, the other one could get a sequel as well. I, I don't know if it's popular. I feel like this one, although based off of what I've like been reading from people, I haven't seen too much commentary on either show, to be honest. But for some reason, like the executioner just seems like it'd be more popular. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But all I see people tweeting about are Spy X family. So. <laughs> Spy X family, and also rightly so, Kongming, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, those are the more popular ones I've been seeing lately. Um, less of these ones. Yeah, Conring, I'm more surprised by. <laughs> you're surprised that it's so successful? Or I just am, you were surprised yeah. by the show, period? Uh, both, both. Same. Yeah, but lots of good shows this season. Yeah, we still have a few more weeks before we get to our final, like, season review. So we'll have to come up with the ones that are exciting us most to talk about. Sounds good. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Draggle underscore Kuhn and at Anime BNB. Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play. Thanks for listening. See you next time.